Hey guys, check out Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0, brought to you by Mama Jumbo Shrimp, a fully updated second edition, reviewed and revised by an expert panel of certified Italian wine ambassadors from across the globe. The book also includes an edition by Professore Attilio Scienza, Italy's leading vine geneticist. To pick up a copy today, just head to Amazon.com or visit us at MamaJumboShrimp.com. Welcome to another episode of On the Road Edition, hosted by Stevie Kim. Each week, she travels to incredible wine destinations, interviewing some of the Italian wine scene's most interesting personalities, talking about wines, the foods, as well as the incredible travel destinations. Hello, my name is Stevie Kim, and welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. Today, this is the continuation of our Wine Cube series or Parteza, Rome edition. We did the Milan one, as you know, a few months back, and we'll be interviewing, you know, all the grand masters of wine classes here. And today we have with us, right next to me, our very good friend, Charlie. Ciao, Charlie. Ciao, ciao. Tell me how you say your last name, Artu. Arturaola. Arturoala. Arturoala is Basque. Okay, okay. Hey, I'm so just going to call him Charlie R2. Yeah. Oh, Charlie Wines. Yeah, Charlie Wines. So, Charlie, tell, tell us where you're from. I was born in Uruguay, but I bounced to Spain very young. And I moved to the Caribbean, and I ended up in Miami for 36 years. So, uh, I should say that I'm an American by passport. And but what about your heart? My, my heart? My heart. My, my heart is Italian. Because I, I worked <laughs> I, I worked with Italian Caribbean, wine. Uruguay, well, Spain, no, but I mean, and if, then if, if Miami, and but your heart is Italian. Well, because I, you know, when I say this, I just finished talking to, to someone who said, you know, when was your first actually contact with Italian wine? I said, I was five years old and I drank Nebbiolo. Because in Uruguay, they plant Nebbiolo, the Piedmontese people, you know, the immigrants. So uh, my first sparkling, I would say. It was Nebbiolo? Sparkling? Oh, Nebbiolo sparkling red. And that was my favorite drink because it was sweet. And I was five, you know, four, five, six years old. But when I talk about that, I mean, of course, I got to talk about my wine life, which is around Italian wine since I'm very young and working in the restaurant, the hotel business, the cruise line business uh, that actually allowed me to be around the world. Well, so actually, uh, this is a, a funny story because I first met Charlie when he be- he was nominated as the um, communicator of the year. It is a Italians. yeah for um, it's a vinitly sponsored title, the category for the IWC award ceremony that happens annually. And Vinitaly, yeah, 2011. So it was at the very beginning of my wine career. I hadn't a clue, and I met this gentleman here. So I've known Charlie actually for a very long time. Right. Yeah, Charlie. But I have to say one big thing because you, Stevie, brought me back to a subject which was Amarone della Valpolicella in New York City, and I remember this clearly because it was almost 10 years ago. Uh, you called me about a few days before. I need someone to speak Veneto. 
Um, I have to say, to tell the truth, I mean, I was, I was very rusty about Veneto in the sense that Amarone was probably never the, 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 the wine that I was actually always behind of, and the, the Rosso Veronese. But you brought me back to Veneto and to the Italian wines big time because that day I think we have a, a wonderful audience. We were like 110 people. Thanks to you, you got me back to Amarone, Corvina, and Rosso Veronese. That's fantastic. I, I didn't really recall that because, you New know, York I have, City, some, I have like a little bit of, in, uh, you know, Alzheimer, you know. But, in front uh, of the Hudson River, I remember that yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. I think it was 360, maybe. Right, it was called, yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah. It was very beautiful venue. So, Charlie, let's get fast forward 10 years and to us here at WineQ. And you ran a masterclass yesterday, I, right? I ran a masterclass. What was the masterclass called? The masterclass uh, top denominations of origin of the Italian wine map. I, I have to say I was impressed not only for the selections of WineQ, I was always impressed actually to get to meet all these winemakers that they were showing me their best. And when I have to say their best is from Fiano to Nebbiolo and from, um, you know, a great Amarone to an incredible Vermentino from Sardiana. So did you, did you also um, lead the masterclass with the producers or just by yourself? I wish I, I was able to do that, but we didn't have enough space. Yeah. Uh, because that's how I like to do it all the time, because I, I allowed the, 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 the winemaker or the owner to speak about their experience, because for me it's very important. But I have to say what I was uh, actually very happy yesterday to see a lot of young people making questions. Good, good. So tell us, can you give us a little bit of a sample taste of what you did yesterday during your masterclass? Well, I, you know, I, I was impressed actually for a Taurasio Reserva. From the so you had nine wines from what right, I understand, Yeah, yeah, right? five reds and four whites. Okay. But I should say that, uh, you know, the Vermentino was impressive. The, the Vermentino was probably... Which, uh, who was the wine? Uh, Audaria. If I'm, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that well. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, Look uh, at uh, me, you know, I'm Korean-American, so. <laughs> so. So what I'd like to say about the wine is was that uh, first to meet the producer before, very young Nicoletta Betty. Uh, Nicoletta actually was, uh, you know, a fine producer, but also to see her passion and and not even 25 years old, I would say that someone who Oh, can, she's really young. Yes, yes, you should actually get to meet her because I was impressed for the quality, I was impressed for uh, the, the uh, first, the, the amount of wines they do, and also how... Where is this Vermentino coming from? From Sardiana, from uh, La Pianura, you know, I would say, when we say Sardiana, we're talking about, you know, 40 minutes away from Cagliari, but the amount of quality on the nine wines that I present, uh, it was showing with the, with, with the crowd that we had. I mean, there were a lot of buyers. And, and I have to say, uh, I have to thank, uh, you know, Parteza for selecting the wine. I was telling some, some of the people here today that I said, I cannot believe this, this amount of quality. I, I live in France now, and I'm coming and going to Italy very often uh, to find new gems. And uh, yes, we know the classics of every region. Of, of every DOCG, every family. There's, there's, uh, the cake is for everybody, you know, and today, in today's world, I think that there's a lot, uh, a lot of wine in Italy that we can 
uh, we can say that uh, that's a great quality and sometimes it passes by in front of your nose and you, you don't see it or you don't taste it. Italian Wine Podcast. If you think you love wine as much as we do, then give us a like and a follow anywhere you get your pods. So, Charlie, uh, how long have you been in wine, wine business? Almost 40 years. Yeah, 40 now. years. Yes. So, how would you say, let's not go back 40 years, but let's go back maybe 20 years, okay? Since 20 years, what, what have you seen in terms of the evolution of Italian wine, wines and winemaking? Well, the communication. The different ways that we find to uh, show a vineyard, the different ways to we find to tell the story, the storytelling. I, I will I will say that is one of the most important things that probably as not many other wine countries because Italy is very avant-garde um, from Valdosta to Edna, as as you probably know better than me that Edna today is booming, right? And little wine countries probably that they need a little bit of push. I was telling to someone yesterday from the Old Tripo, I said, listen, I wish, you know, Riesling was more respected and Pinot was more respected in Old Tripo, but you have here the possibility to, to see uh, in the last 20 years, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the amount of young winemakers. I mean, I, I work with some uh, enologists, some winemakers from Piemonte, uh, from Valdosta, and also from Liguria, today are selecting some wines and tasting some of what they do. And, and I have to say, I love when they say, well, I used to sell my grapes before, but now I decide. Yeah, that's kind of the tendencies, right? A lot of them were, um, were selling their grapes to co-ops or different, well, remember, yeah, aggregating. We say that in, in, in Champagne a lot, mm -hmm. that people used to sell a lot to Moet and a lot to Bove, and now they actually say, doing their own labels. And that is the future. And I have to, to say over and over, yes, don't be afraid to taste like, you know, participants, bring in all these young, which of course, you know, we all know the icons, mm -hmm. uh, the masters of, of the Italian wine country, the classics, you know, from, of course, Antinori, Frescovaldi, and I can actually go the whole day talking to about those names, but this is uh, an interesting thing. When you actually ask me right now, I remember one day in New York City, there's a wine tasting in, in, in one hotel in Manhattan, and they, they say, well, there's the 720 uh, wines that are here. They're off the tray, meaning like they don't have importers. Mm -hmm. and, and of course, I like to help that. I, I've been doing that for the last five years. Now, remember, I, I also do wine communication a lot. I'm between two, three TV shows right now. Which, uh, which TV shows? Uh, well, one is in India. Mm -hmm. India? Yes, India, oh. the new frontier. <laughs> yes, uh, one in the Basque Country, uh, and one in Italy, in the south, in Puglia. What are you doing in, in Italy? In Italy, we are doing... It's a TV program? It's a TV show with um, uh, soccer players, football players. Uh, it's uh, football players that they make uh, wine in Puglia, they make wine in Toscana, they make wine in Piemonte. Oh, okay. Wine of the champions, and as a matter of fact, they, they actually coming from Provine uh, to 
in Italy next week. And uh, it's my, my job right there is just to try to build up the personality of the, of the football player with the great. I'm a big soccer fan. So, okay. Uh, we're talking about... Uh, yeah, it's completely Greek to me. I wouldn't recognize the best soccer player if it were right in front of well, my nose. Well, if you, if you guys are actually a big soccer we have Materazzi, we have Schneider, we have uh, Ronaldinho, we have... And they, they all make wine? They all make wine in, in Puglia, and I have to say the brain behind is Fabio Cordella. You should get to know him because Fabio is doing a great job just going around the world with 25 soccer players. I'm talking about John Terry. I'm talking about Memo Choa. I mean, these are... Great to me. Yeah, well, no clue. John Terry from Chelsea, from England. Uh, Memo Choa, no idea. Mexican guy from La Salernitana. And um, um, also Yacinta. I mean, big, big players that... Uh, Interesting. The, my, my, my job in this TV show is just to, to match the personality of the, the great that they choose because every football player like uh, uh, Cafu or Roberto Carlos or uh, Ronaldinho, they choose Primitivo, Nero Davola, Negro Amaro. I mean, it's neither. Why Puglia? Why Puglia? Because uh, the, as I said, the brain behind this How idea is, this, uh, is somebody Pugliese. What is amazing, uh, once again, is that the ways uh, in Italy, they're looking for the ways to communicate. You know, they, they, I, I was talking to someone right now about fashion and wine. I mean, we know about this, the fashion, you know, big show in Milano every year, every February, no, March. I mean, that, that is what is amazing, what's going on in Italy. There's a, a boom now. Of course, there's a great competition out there, too. There's a price competition. There's, uh, I mean, appealing. The made in Italy today, for me, is... is you know, I don't know, when I say before, my heart is Italian because I, I work with Italian wines. I, I, I work with Italian restaurants, you know. <laughs> I, 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 I work for the Robert De Niro restaurant group for almost eight years as a buyer for Italian wines. So my, my job was to open, you know, Italian restaurants or Italian wine shops or Italian wine bars like Academia di Vino in New York City. So I, you know, I always been probably very close to the big families of wine. Now, yes, I know them. I'm looking forward to, to keep working with them, but I, I also like this lovely idea of, uh, you know, helping the, the small families. I mean, you know, when people say, oh, I make only 20,000 bottles of Barbaresco. Okay, that's enough. I mean, I, I don't mind. Of course, you know, a big importer, we like to have 200, but I mean, this is, you know, don't cut anybody's dream. I mean, and this is what is wonderful about the, the booming is happening. You know, check what's happened right here in, in one cube. There's, there's these young people from, from Sardinia. There's a young winemaker from Treso making an incredible barbaresco, another astonishing quality. And, and when I say this, is that, is that actually goes with what we rediscover because, you know, people in the wine business always say, that, oh, I know everything, you know? Oh, I know everything. And I, one of, one of the, my pet peeves, I remember, I think this is a nice glass of Prosecco that we have here. But uh, I, I remember talking to someone uh, one day at the Master of Wine class when they went in Toscana and nobody knew how to explain Prosecco. Right. And I feel bad for that. I, I actually, you know, I, I talked to many Prosecchisti, I talked to many, many people in the business that myself, I, I, I would like to say, I would like to tell everybody the best grape from Monise 
or Cesanese, like I, I told someone last night in a trattoria in, in, in Rome, and say, listen, you want to order something different for me? Order a Marino Doca and Cesanese. And they're looking at me and say, what is that? I say, hey, hey, wait a second, you're in the wine business, you're a sommelier, you, you, know, mm -hmm. you should know better than me. I, I'm a guy in my 60s already. I said, let's drink local, right? I was in Austria Saturday night having fun with my friends, eating suppli, because I, I got to see my friends from Fumicino from, I was in my 20s, coming to Rome. You know? Right. But the wine business today is more complex, but we need to make it simple, Stevie, because I think today, today we are adding, uh, if it's not uh, into communication, we're adding stuff that um, we're making people run away from wine drinking. Okay, well, I will drink to that, and I think this is a good way to end the, um, our, our small talk here today with Charlie R2. Arturola. Uh, Arturola. Oh, Charlie Wines. Charlie Wines. Yes, that's, that's how they find uh, That's also, that's his handle. So um, I do agree with him. It's, it's complicated in a way, more than we should, we make it to be. So let's try to simplify especially on the communication side. Can I say side. something to everybody? Because congrats to you with that ambassadorship because around the world, yeah. even the Patessa kids, they're all happy that they took your class. <laughs> they say they brought someone, I mean, a blonde girl from America. I don't yeah. know who it was. She was, but I said, that was really cool. Right. And it is keeping, you know, a lot, of, a lot of everybody hooked into what the Italian ambassadorship should be into the wine business. Great. Thank you very much. Okay. Grazie. Ciao. ciao ragazzi. for joining us on another installment of On the Road Edition, hosted by Stevie Kim. Join her again next week for more interesting content in the Italian wine scene. You can also find us at italianwinepodcast.com or wherever you get your pods. You can also check out our YouTube channel, Mama Jumbo Shrimp, to watch these interviews and the footage captured of each location. Chin chin!